Welcome to XR Class Podcast. My name is Baba Tunde Fatai and I am the host for the show. XR Class Podcast is where I speak to leaders in the industries, enthusiasts, people that are actually doing the work to create the metaverse, people that are in the AI industry, people that are in the XR industry to better understand the past of these technologies and how they currently influence us, the present, what sort of growth is going on, and the future, what should we expect. On today's episode, I will be speaking to Rolf, the CMO of RAM, a virtual reality collaboration application that is fundamentally changing the way people work and simplifying their interaction with the digital world. Its mission is to create today's most sophisticated digital environment for extended reality. It is a business metaverse platform that enables true teamwork, collaboration, and social interaction. Wrong makes teamwork in virtual reality exciting. It fuses the working world and office software, opening a new and efficient way for companies to work and offers many industry an easy step for them to digitize. Thank you very much for being on the podcast, Ralph. Welcome to XR Atlas. Thank you very much to have the opportunity to speak with you. I'm really looking forward to our discussion. Yeah, so am I. I'm really looking forward to hearing more about Rome and hearing more about yourself and the amazing work you guys do. Some of the works I have witnessed myself firsthand. So uh, before we jump into Rome and what Rome does, can you please give a bit of introduction about yourself? Let's meet you. Let's meet you, Rome. Okay. So, um, yeah, who am I? Uh, very simple. Um, I'm a person who loves technology specifically who loves to play with technology but not reading menus which is very important for me because technology should serve us and we should not serve the technology um, i spent 20 years in a corporate uh, at sony site in different fields and i had my first touch point in 2017 with virtual reality uh, at this point of time um, i met my other co-founders but uh, they were in a different company um, and we developed together a prototype for VR training for the medical world. So in 2020, we all met together um, directly at the beginning of uh, COVID and we were looking of finding a way how we can work together, but not in a video conference type, how we can work together in the virtual world that it feels like we are in the same area. Um, and this is when we started Realm as an internal project. Um, and we showed it to some existing customer, which they all loved it. And they forced us a bit to do a spin-off out of the agency. Um, and therefore, we started then our journey in a spin-off and created uh, Realm as an own entity, which is now very young. It's since 2021. Uh, we are in the field and Raum is uh, the German word. So our message is we want to make sure the whole world will understand Raum is the right place to be. Uh, when you work together, but from different continents at different areas, but you want to be together. And this is um, while I also invited you before this podcast to experience Raum by yourself, because at least you, not all your audience member, feel free to join Raum and experience by yourself. But at least you know now when I talk about Raum, 
what I mean because you have experienced it. So this is in a nutshell, yes. Yes. Um, a bit of intro of myself. Thank you very much for the intro. So um, you said Rome is a German word, right? Is it German yes. word? Please, yes. what, what does it mean? What does it mean? Uh, it's, it's room. Room. It's the German word for room. I'm the same room. So yes, yeah. we, so how we, do we we pronounce the branch. How do we Raum. pronounce the branch? Room or Rom? Rom. Raum. So we pronounce it German because we want to make sure everybody is learning a bit German. And in German, it's like if you w want to work together with people, you always use the word "we want to be in the same Raum." So therefore, Raum. We have directly in, in a German phrase the synology and everybody will understand. And uh, yes, and it's not so far away from room, but Rome is also uh, yeah a nice nice way to show where we come from. Uh, we are a German-based company. And uh, one thing in Germany, which is good for our customer is that GDPR, data security is in Germany very important. So therefore in our name, Raum, we indicate we are coming from Germany. Therefore our data or your data is very protective because we take care of it. We have to, because this is German uh, law. Thank you very much for that. What is your earliest memory of XR? You in particular, when was the first time do you think you ever came across XR? Uh, to, to be, uh, the first time, I think it was 2000, I need to be careful, 15 or so of, or 16. Really, when it was my first contract was PlayStation VR. That was the first time I really was diving in nice. uh, uh, with this. So therefore, uh, I'm not a big gamer, but I all, already like the way of being immersed, being on a different area, having the feeling you are on the pilot seat and not looking at your screen and just yeah see the view of the pilot. I really enjoyed this this feeling. This was why um, it really touches me in this moment um but i said i'm not a gamer but at least this was a the first impression i had that's very nice so let's let's go to rome you already spoke a bit about when you co-founded rome but when exactly did this start and what exactly was running through your mind and the minds of the co-founder when you decided to establish rome okay so um it started in one of the co-founders mind sebastian who is our um chief design officer and he is a brilliant mind behind a lot of the concepts and his view of the design is a very hard driver very important driver um, to make sure everyone everything feels natural and you want to be there so this is an emotion which we try to create um, it started end of 2019 in his in in his mind and when covid and the first lockdown hit um, it was a time where, yeah, should we not start? Because there's no tool available where you can work together, but being separate. So that was a point of time where we started um, working together and used Raum as a prototype at this point of view as an internal tool. And then, as mentioned earlier already, then we start showing it to some clients um, from different areas simply to see what they think about it. And a lot got really attracted. And in 2020, we had really a great promotion tour. A lot of companies went in, did some tests, uh, specifically Christmas uh, period at end of 2020. Nobody could do Christmas parties. So a lot of the organization used Rome for their Christmas celebration. Uh, to really bring the people together. And this was then the time where we got really a lot of feedback, 
with the request, please establish a known entity and bring it out as a product, which we then in 2021 agreed to do. So December 2020, we had the talk amongst us for, should we do this correctly? And as mentioned, it was um, established or developed out of an um, agency. So with three existing founders and in December, they simply said, Rolf, you want to do this with us together? Then let's do. And then we started as a head of four founder team uh, in 2021 and uh, launched Realm as an own entity. That's very awesome to hear. I, I wanted to ask you the problems you were trying to solve, but I was able to capture at least one of that from what you've said, which is collaboration. And collaboration was one big goal. But if can you please tell me like more problems you are trying to solve? Well, I think collaboration is the main thing, bringing people together and having a space to co-create. Yeah, so as you mentioned, it's, it sounds so obvious, you know, collaboration. I think people who have not experienced video conference calls in before COVID, they thought this is a big shit. Yeah, you can do <laughs> video conference with a lot of people. But the problem is you be with 10 people together, only one can talk. Uh, you always have to wait and a lot of people start to get bored because it feels like waste of time. Um, if you work in virtual reality in a collaboration environment, you and this is where we focused a lot is we have the spatial audio so you can still hear everybody. You can speak normally. There is not like this. I unmute my microphone and I need to wait. You can talk. You can have side conversations. You can walk around a topic. So we, our whole concept is to visualize, to use a lot of visualization. You can take a pen and draw the problem in three dimensional in front of you and you can discuss and everybody can act together. You can use sticky notes like yeah. in real life. Yeah, I have to say I loved using those features when I visited, using the pen to draw in theory, the using various things that were readily available for me as a user I, I really loved that particular experience yeah <laughs> and and this is this is the way you know we work together on a topic so if you have an idea you can directly mention it or you grab the pen or you grab the pen from your colleague and do it so it's not not really a, a, a stopping factor like when you be in a, in, in a video conference system where you need to press a button to wave your hand. You hope the guy who's speaking sees you and it takes ages till it's your turn and then already you have forgotten the point you want to mention. So um, Realm is enabling you and your team to work like they would be in a physical environment together. And this is one of the things we tackle. And, um, and this is only one part, but as you mentioned already, the other part is we want to make sure, and this is why I said on beginning, um, I'm a geek, I love technology, but I don't like to read menus. So if you know how to use a pen, you can use the pen in ROM. The only difference is, yes, you don't need a paper. You can draw in space, which is a benefit. And if you don't have your pen, you grab the pen from your colleague. So this type is also the social interactivity is embedded in, in our application in a way that people do not realize it, but this is what it makes, it makes it fun. And also, as you already know um, from being there, our whole location and the design, the details and the simplicity is made that you enjoy to be there and you forget that this is not real. And then you focus on talking with your friend, with your colleague, and you do your job because you think like you're in the real environment. So 
And this is what we create with our application and with our design. Yes, so I was really going to point that out, which was the design of the environment. At least I visited two environments during my stay there, and both were beautifully designed, perfect for what they were trying to fulfill. So um, going to the conference hall, I've forgotten the specific name, being able to hear whoever is standing on the podium from anywhere in that particular location was absolutely amazing. Being able to see designs, pens, and things that were intuitive, I did not really need to learn that much before I knew how to use them. Breakout rooms that were silent if you were not in there, that is also amazing. So I guess my question for you is, what really inspired those designs, that beauty around it? What were you guys trying to achieve? Because when it comes to avatars, environment, intuitiveness, I think you guys have it. So what was that driving force for you? Normally, Sebastian, who is, I always introduce him as the father of Rome, could probably give you the real, real answer. Um, yeah. But to come back, uh, each of our locations are following a different, uh, a, a simplistic design, like opera, where I've been. Um, the reason why it looks like an opera, it's, it's designed around keynote speeches, podium discussions. So we all already try to link the location to a specific use case. So um, the second uh, location you visited is our smart office uh, environment where you have breakout rooms and a breakout rooms for all, our audience is, uh, yes, you have a door. Everybody knows if I open the door, I can hear when the people speak inside. I close the door and it's private. So there is no need of having, pressing a button to move people in a different breakout zone where they can talk and they have to go back. They still can look through the glass and see the rest of the team. So there's still a kind of connection in. But this is um, this smart office is for corporates designed and teams designed who should, who want work together but needs to separate it for some detail work. So it's designed to fulfill this kind of like uh, use case. So um, the other locations are exactly following the same way. Um, like uh, campus is very for the education part. It gives you a lot of space to design. 3D learning path. Um, and this is, 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 is this the basic philosophy. And on the other side, we also try that it should look simply and modern. And I will not say hip, but you want to go back. So, so many people who have been the first time in Rome wants to come back. And this is helping to lower this like Oh, this is new technology. I don't want to work in VR. Ah, this is another trend. I don't want it. They really get excited to come back. And as you already experienced, we also have a bit of fun in it. So we have a wool ball, which we use to play basketball. So the social factor helps also to overcome the technology hurdle. Uh, the typical way of the human says, this is new. I don't want to do this. So we try to give you, to, we try to create emotion with our whole atmosphere, with our location that you feel well and you want to go back. And I think it's difficult to explain. Um, I simply can emphasize, yeah. download the app, Join it and you will see what I mean. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think at least for this, for the locations I visited, a lot of thoughts were put into designing those locations. Not just in terms of what you see alone, but how you feel and wanting to come back. Believe me, I think a lot of thoughts were... I've, I've visited a lot of virtual environments, but for this particular one, I think a lot of thoughts was put into each environment that I visited. 
why B2B? Why business to business? Why is that the focus now? And is there a focus in the future to be more consumer oriented? Okay. Um, why B2B? There's so many business activities where it is a benefit of being together. But due to the past two years, people couldn't travel. But also right now, we get a clear feeling that people want to be specific where they go on the journey, but wants to have this working together feeling more frequently because they are, I would say they are tired on video conference, but they don't want to spend the ages in the car or in the train or in the plane for a workshop. Meetings you had in the past once every quarter, you can do now once a week because there is no distance uh, limit anymore. And if you realize I could give you my pen and how many kilometers are we separated? A lot, you know, <laughs> a lot. many, many, many hundreds of thousands kilometers separate. Hundreds but it feels like it feels like we are in the same room. So we really create something which was not existing before. And I think in the business environment, this is completely missing. And this is a spot where we have the right offering to yeah, help our customers to do the next journey. The, the business, okay. uh, the, the consumer side, you know, uh, they have their mobile phone, they go on a flat surface and they chat, they talk. They, you know, the social part is a different driver. It's more being in a connectivity to chat, to be networked, but it's not to work together. So therefore, a lot of these platforms are not really, they called all metaverse, but um, yeah, metaverse in our case needs glasses. You need to be in an immersive environment to be really in. So all of the others who attack the consumer market are going through the consumer devices, which are mobile phones primarily and not glasses. Maybe in a couple of years when everybody has his headset, you never know. Maybe then it's the right time to expand. So I I actually wanted to take that because I think the sort of designs that you have, the sort of architecture that you've built, the sort of software that you have, it would really break my heart if only businesses mm-hmm. are able to assess that. I really think if an average person, there are people that go to XR environments, metaverse environment, just for social and fun. And I know from what you've explained now that RAM was at least made with businesses in mind, with collaboration in mind, with working towards a particular goal in mind, not just coming to chat and coming to have fun, although that could be incorporated. So, which was my my question, which was why business are not consumers? And I think you answered that perfectly. But if you have more to add, please. Yeah, no, I think the good thing is, you're absolutely right. The future will show where the whole the whole metaverse direction is going, yeah? Um, I think everybody has a good idea or you, if you ask 10 people there, if you got 10, 10 ideas, what I say yes, when you say exactly. you still can, you still can enjoy Rome as a consumer as we have a trial space open, it's 24 seven available, it's open for everybody and you can meet people there from all over the world, you just need to be there at the same time. So, but I think we also need to be clear in regards of where we add value and this is we need to focus and this is business where we see uh, a B2B market will clearly see this as a starting point. Uh, and let's see where we end up. Thank you very much for that amazing answer. So yeah, I think B2B is 
awesome from everything that you've explained, approaching it from the B2B angle. So um, in terms of B2B angle, I would like to pick on certain projects that Rom already worked with in collaboration with large companies like SAP, for example. You guys have worked on various projects with large companies, but I would like to touch on a few, right? So the first would be um, XR Cloud with XAP, BTP Cloud Service. What sort of things happened at that event and how exactly did ROM provide value? Regarding XR Cloud, uh, what we demonstrated here was really, uh, I would say, a phrase it as a, as a proof of concept, um, simply to show what the benefit of Rome is if a client would have his 3D data in the XR cloud, mm. that's great, but what can he do? What we have done is that he can access this data in our environment and we do not need to copy files or copy content. So we can simply access directly through an interface we developed for XR cloud directly the content. So this means you can share 3D items which are already in a cloud on our platform with the benefit of not doing a manual, I need to upload a 3D file into Realm, which you also can do. But then technically you need to upload the file onto our platform. And if you say your business are not allows to do this for any IP reasons or whatever, you want to make sure your 3D data is only on limited physical storage or in the cloud protected. We simply demonstrate this way that we don't need to have the files. We can build interfaces and access the files directly out of our platforms that you still can do what you want to do, being with people around, talk, discuss, or I could imagine a future where if you have a technical problem, you show the technical drawing in virtual and ask a specialist to join who maybe sits on the different side of uh, the world and he's explaining with you what the problem is and he's pointing on the spare part you need and you grab the spare part out and initiate a, a purchase of the spare part. This could be imagined when, when you think about what are the benefits we could uh, contribute. Mm -hmm. So XR Cloud, at least that particular line of service was, it was a, it served as a way for your clients to be able to pull in their data and effectively use that data in your environments in 3d collaborate see the data better and understand it better is that correct exactly so <laughs> exactly for everybody who is using xr cloud who could con who could use this data directly in our environment correct Right. Thank you very much for that. So um, you made you made it a point that you were from Germany, and Germany takes data privacy very very serious. Privacy protection, safety, they take it very serious. So um, can you talk a bit more about that? About how serious RAM takes the privacy <laughs> of its customers, how you manage your data and interaction. Because before you go on, I wanted to say I personally witnessed one of those because I was recording on my quest before coming into the second environment and you were able to tell, right? And I think that is one thing that most, some environments, you would not be able to detect that someone is recording and that would yeah. even not show up in other environments. So it, yeah, please go on. Yeah, um, so let, let me also use this on a discussion I had. We got request of, we would like to get data 
uh, for analyzing the use case of their people in Rome. And the simple answer was like, yeah, we cannot give you any data because we are not recording any data. Um, and they said like, oh, okay, but we would like to have this. And yeah, it's the chicken and egg situation. Um, if you do not track data, you don't have to store it, which is good and which makes data protection very easy. So let's go from beginning. Um, I invited you to Realm to a workspace. So I, I got your email address and the approval to invite you. So I sent you an invite. I know you get an email with the um, with a, a nine digit code. If my colleague would go on the same backend, he can only see I invited a person, but he cannot see your data because it's already, only in the moment I type in the email address, it's visible for me and then it's not longer visible. Um, and then you can join the workspace, but which means you do not have to sign on Realm. You don't need to sign in. You download the app, you type in the nine digit, you join our workspace, we can have the discussion and that's it. You don't need to do the process of please register your user and all these steps. When you have done the first uh, invitation, when you approve the invitation and accepted it, then Realm gives you the possibility to set up a user for accessing pictures you make in Realm by using our digital, uh, virtual digital uh, camera. But this is an option, it's, it's not mandatory. So and if you don't do this, yeah, there is no, you know, there's no data we can manage because there is no information there. So, um, and I think this is this is a way where, and as mentioned by the discussion I had from, um, from this one customer, and if you also look in the future, when you think about training and education and testing, uh, you can imagine that you set up a training path for a university degree. And maybe in the future, we have glasses where we have eye tracking and you can also see how quick somebody is looking at the right answer and you would like to take this data out as an analysis result. Yes, then we need to look in what data is it makes sense to track, does it make sense to track on the device and then anonymous store it as a proof, but we are not reaching at this point. So therefore we are in very clear discussion of and asking, is it really mandatory to keep to not keep so right now um, it's easy for us as we are not having any data uh, in excluding the one that you as a user can specify your name and you can it's up to you so you will see when you log in um, the only thing we need for invite a person is the email address and a nickname and that's it and you never need to tell us your name it's up to you so so you, you do not store any data and even the data you store are mandatory data like users activity at that moment and that would not even be kept after. No, we, we don't have this possibility to track this right now. Okay. So okay. We, we, we know okay. very basic system informations of how many people, how many user joined a session, like more technical data uh, that in case of some uh, yeah, technical uh, problems that we can try to see what the cause is. Um, but for example, um, if if you have an, an, an issue, which sometimes or most of the times is related to network and latency, 
you can check within the app what is the status to our connection server and all our servers are German or EU based, which is one of the requirements so that all our backend appliance we use fulfill all the data uh, regulatory etc pp um, but we give some tools that you can also check and say okay my network is very poor i have a very large ping yeah um, you can see this so yeah there is no 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 need to track all this stuff so we are not closing we're saying okay we need to understand what makes sense and then also what makes sense to do what for example um i can no, let, let me say, for example, um, I can imagine that when data can be tracked, that we don't store it on our side, that the customer who wants it needs to put on the back end uh, a, a cloud storage where he's taking responsibility. So mm. then we can say, because we do not want to do this because of a simple reason, it comes with a lot of uh, responsibility. Therefore, we always go in the discussion and say, what would be the best way of implementing requests that it makes sense? And let me put this in a different way. Like when you think about um, there are systems where you can press a button and then all of the users in the environment are coming to you. We don't have this. And everybody says, oh, we love this. And I said, I would hate if I'm in a discussion with somebody off-site and somebody press a button and kills my discussion. So how you do this in real life? In real life, you open your meeting room door and say, hey, can you please come back in? I want to start my session. And the people also normally, I call it meeting etiquette. You know, if you be in a, in a meeting, you need to follow some rules. You need to appreciate your colleagues. You need to, to, to accept that you need to listen. But if there is an offsite communication, it could happen and could be very important. I think it's the wrong approach to have a magic button to force to people to come or to force people to mute everybody. It's on video conference, unfortunately, daily business. But in real life, you don't have this feature. So in real life, you yell and say, shut up, everybody. Be quiet. I want to start. Uh, and everybody's following. So we, we, you know, we want to understand what could be the benefit. And if there is a way where we think implementation makes sense, we probably would go this way. I see. Thank you for that awesome answer. I think it is great to at least meet a brand. I know many brands say they are data compliance, but I think when it comes to you, data privacy, compliance, it is very, very, it is something that you guys take to heart. And I really love that. So I, I, I guess this mode of data privacy brings certain issues. So one issue would be if I and my team were coming in, how can we record our session within? Because then we are not able to use Oculus like recording, um, Oculus recording okay. too, because that could be. So how can we record in ROM as a possible client? So um, to, to be clear here, you can record what you did, but I can I can realize it because I was aware mm. that you still have your uh, menu open. So um, we cannot we cannot um, close this one because Oculus is the platform. Some of the functionality like recording is an Oculus OS level, which we cannot stop. Yeah. Um, so therefore, at least I could see that you're doing something because I have a feedback that you don't have the controllers. Yeah. 
Yep. So just to give you this as an idea, if I want to avoid okay. that you use this, I can put my personal terms and condition in front of the workspace. So when you access my workspace, you have to confirm and agree a separate terms and condition, which says no recording allowed. Uh, coming back to your questions, of course, um, you can use what you already explained, but we also have the possibility to record, um, we call it like by a spectator, um, is a dedicated um, app, which you can run on a PC, which has proper graphic cards and stuff. We, I call it always as a virtual cameraman, you know, uh, which has a possibility yeah. to get the right angle. And if you check out our YouTube channel, you can see a lot of activities we are recording because if you record out of your headset, the biggest problem is your head is never be still. It's always moving a bit. So people oh. feel seasick when they see this footage. So therefore we have the possibility of a camera person to be adjusted depends on what is the purpose of the recording. Is it just the scenery for an edit for a for a trailer uh, do you want to sh record the uh, session um, but also here i would make the point it's good for marketing purpose but if you be in a real environment and do br brainstorming or a workshop you don't have a camera recorded you bring down okay. your summary on sticky notes arrange it draw something and this you can do in Rome. And for documentation, you take a photo, you make a picture and it's documented. So I believe not everybody is recording all of the session and maybe the greatest ideas are coming if then the recording is not started or the or something happens. So therefore, I think uh, putting the great thought on a sticky note uh, or draw something, make a sketch and document it by, by using the camera is still the most best way of documentation so, so how how can one onboard a group of people so let's say we have 200 people coming on do they all have to provide their emails and receive separate codes how does onboarding do you can you onboard a group of people at once technically if you want to bring 200 people from your end in the workspace the process would be i make you to an administrator that you can invite the people so yes, you need to put in the email address and the nickname because the nickname is a name on top of you. Uh, why? Simply that you know who it is because uh, as you know, you can change your avatar and some somebody wants to not look similar and therefore we have the name at least as an indicator to who I'm talking. That is awesome. That is awesome. I have one question for you. So I've tried my best to at least make references to certain events that you guys with large companies that you guys have facilitated. Well, I want to hear from you in terms of, it, it could be a recent event, it could be one in the past, but one thing that you guys have done either in collaboration with another company that you are most excited about, at least one. Um, the one which was most excited and luckily we have also a very nice clip on YouTube there. Um, it, it was with uh, CEO Pop. Um, it was a music. Um, um, CEO Pop was planning normally they do a music festival, and it was due to COVID not possible to do. And what we did there is we brought um, from all over Germany 40 uh, selected 
member froze culture and all different politics and all different kinds into Raum, into uh, three small uh, different sessions. And then all members joined for a keynote speech done by Scott from Warner Brothers. He was interviewed by a lady, Barcelona or Madrid. I can't recall. It was in Spain. They were on the wow. stage, did the interview, and the people were around. But this was for me not the wow effect. The wow effect was the emails we received because the people we invited or the people CEO Pop invited, which we just helped them to bring on board, were absolutely not technical people. And they were so thrilled to get the chance to see VR. They were so positive about how easy it is. And I always made the joke, the most complex part is you're finding your Wi-Fi password because you need to connect the device with your Wi-Fi password. And this was the biggest challenge. And receiving emails thanks emails afterwards of people saying that they love the opportunity to experience this next generation technology. This was the, be the, the best, you know, the best compliment. You know, you did a good job because the people were really happy and spent time to send you a thanks message. I, I don't think there's any doubt there, at least in my mind, that you guys did a perfect job and an awesome job when it comes to that Thank particular you. platform. So I have to say that again. I know that I've said that too much already, but <laughs> no yeah, problem. you guys do. <laughs> but by the way, I just need to do. make a disclaimer. I didn't pay any money. He is really happy uh, with the works, with the, with yeah, the stuff I'm he has seen in Rome. I'm so really happy I can, <laughs> I can only emphasize everybody to try it out. It's available in, in the store. So please do it and get your own experience. I would like to move a slightly away from ROM and just focus a bit on the metaverse because no matter what, you are also a player in the metaverse, right? So the next three, three to 10 years, what do you think the metaverse would look like? Because even you said it, that if you, if you ask 10 people what the metaverse is right now, 10 of them will give you different definition of what it is. So from your own personal, personal opinion, not even rums to be yeah. to be to be sincere. Your own personal opinion. Where do you think the metaverse will be in ten years? I believe in ten years the metaverse hopefully will have a proper definition, <laughs> but it will be used. It will be used in ten years like we use today mobile phones and computer. Uh, and let me give you an example. Um, my daughter is twelve years old. Every display she sees when she was young, she touched because she was not understanding that there are non-touch sensitive devices. And I, my, my hope is in 10 years, kids grow up with thinking not metaverse is metaverse. They think this is normal. This is part of our life. And nobody will feel strange to carry a glasses with you. So today, everybody carries a mobile phone and in work environment, a laptop with you. I believe, or my view of the future is in 10 years, we are having uh, glasses always with us, where we use as a virtual large triple monitor setup to do our work wherever we are, join conferences, but also join family calls and stuff to bridge, to really get connections closer but you know, you take it off and enjoy real life. 
and you take it on and enjoy life with people you cannot be in real there. So this is my way I imagine uh, maybe maybe it will take a bit longer, but as you see, I, I'm a big fan of nice glasses. I really hope yeah, that yeah. in a couple of years, <laughs> I don't need my phone anymore. I can wear my glass in the morning and be always connected. <laughs> Thank you very much for that answer. So I think we've come to the end of the podcast. I wish I had like more questions for you because I enjoyed the conversation. Thank you for being so open, friendly, knowledgeable, and just an all-round awesome human being. Thank, Thank you, you very, very much. much for inviting me to the talk. It was a pleasure. And uh, as said, looking forward for our next meetup then, maybe in the virtual world. 